Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Today for the meditation of scriptures, let us open the Bible and turn to Psalm 136. Psalm 136 talks about the steadfast love of the Lord and the psalmist goes through the history of Israel and thinks about the various stages of the history and the various reasons to praise God because of that. The psalmist looks at history and from history he looks at the dealings of God with the people of God and from history he evolves the understanding of God and that further leads him to a true worship of God in spirit and truth. The psalm was supposed to be sung by a worship leader as well as the choir as well as the rest of the congregation and the worship leader would lead the people of God in the reasons why we should praise God and in response to that they used to say the verse, his love, his steadfast love endures forever. The key verse of this entire psalm by repetition we can easily understand is the verse, for his steadfast love endures forever. And that is a very special verse when we look at the various places in which it was actually sung. You see that sung, that particular verse, his steadfast love endures forever. The whole congregation sings that particular phrase or that verse. And what happens is at the dedication of the Solomon's temple, the glory of God comes down. And we see that the uh, King Jehoshaphat's uh, choir, when Judah was attacked by Moab and uh, Ammon, in Second Chronicles chapter 20, we see when they started singing this, a great deliverance was worked out by God. And when we remember the steadfast love of God, and when we say that that steadfast love endures forever, we can likewise expect that faithfulness of God and the love of God to come forth into our own hearts. In verses 1 to 3 of the psalm, we see that the psalmist gives an exhortation to the congregation to give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his steadfast love endures forever. And we see in verses 4 until 9, we see that the psalmist goes through the various works of the Lord and the great things that he has done, especially focusing on him as the creator God. And he says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his mercy, his steadfast love endures forever. In verses 4 to 9, the psalmist says he does great wonders. He, because of his understanding, he made the heavens. He spread out the earth above the waters. He made the great lights. He made the sun to rule over the day and the moon and stars to rule over the night. And because of all these mighty works of God, his mercy and his love endures forever. The psalmist starts at creation and he honors God as the God of creation and he sings and praises God because of that. He says here, God had the wisdom to plan creation and the power to execute that plan. And all he had to do was speak forth the word and because of his word, it was created. And we understand that we have to be extremely thankful to God for the creation that he has given us. Because of the creation, we have everything that we need. And God created the rest of the sustaining creation before he created man. So that when mankind was brought forth into this earth, everything that was needed for his sustenance was already provided by God. All of creation that we see and the order and the beauty in that creation tells us implicitly in our heart that there is a God. And mankind is without an excuse when they say that there is no God. In Romans chapter 1, the ultimate judgment happens because humanity refused to acknowledge God and refused to be thankful to God for the beauty of creation. And that starts the terrible descent into ignorance, idolatry, immorality and ultimately the judgment that falls on mankind. 
And when we look at the heavens, when we look at the earth, when we look at the entire creation of God, we see the evidence of the hand of God and we have to realize that it is a creator who brought it forth from nothing. And because of that, we thank God and we praise him. Then the psalmist looks at verses 10 to 12 and he thanks God because God is a redeemer God. When we look at the nation of Israel, we understand about the years of suffering that Israel endured in the land of Egypt. But we also understand at the time that their cry reached out to the heavens, God delivered them using a powerful set of judgments against the gods of Egypt. And the psalmist here focuses on the Exodus event where the entire nation of Israel was brought forth from the land of Egypt here. He says here, to him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, meaning he destroyed the strength of the oppressor and struck down what was most dear to the heart of the oppressor. And we see here that Israel was brought out from among the nation with a strong hand and an outstretched arm. The Lord God did this. The mighty deliverance that God did on that day and the Exodus event is something that is indelibly written in the hearts and minds of every Jew. Every Israelite looks back to that day because it is the birthday of the nation of Israel, because it is celebrated through the uh, event of the Passover. That is the beginning of the years of Israel. And we understand that this is also a picture of the redemption that we have in Jesus Christ, because Jesus Christ, the spotless Lamb of God, was there who shed the blood for all of us sinners and redeemed us. The power of the enemy, the power of sin was broken on the cross at Calvary. And it is God's mighty arm that is revealed at the Exodus event. And that is one of the reasons why the psalmist says these verses and the entire congregation praises God because of that. We also have to be so thankful for the fact that God is a creator, but God is also a redeemer who redeems us from the power of the enemy and sets us free we have to thank him so much for the precious salvation that he gives to every child of his. In verses 13 to 16, the psalmist also says about God, he is not just a God who created us, he is not just a God who delivered us and uh, redeemed us from the land of Egypt, but he is also a God who carries us through the dangers of the Red Sea and that of the wilderness. The Lord brought Israel through the sea and through the wilderness. A pillar of cloud guided them by day and by night. The pillar of fire was there. And he brought them through the wilderness. He gave them the divine law and he allowed them to construct the tabernacle where he met with them and they worshipped him and he dwelt among them. In verses 13 to 16, the psalmist rehearses the fact that the Red Sea was divided in two. A mighty miracle happened there and he made Israel to pass through the midst of it as though they were walking on dry ground. And he overthrew the Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea and established uh, the great victory that uh, he gave to the land of uh, to the nation of Israel. And he led, not only did he deliver them and bring them into the wilderness, but he also led his people through the wilderness. And there we remember the miraculous sustenance that God gave them, the provision that he gave them every day through the uh, miraculous uh, falling of the manna, as well as the water that was available to all of them. A nation of about 2.4 million people passed through the wilderness and they were daily provided by the hand of God. And the nation of Israel, when they read these passages, they remember all these things and they thank God because of that. The picture that we are faced with in this set of verses, verses 13 to 16, is that God is a shepherd and he takes his flock 
through the various dangers that they have in life and ultimately he brings them into the promised land that he has planned for them. The years that they spent in the wilderness were very difficult. Many of them died because of the rebellion that they had in their heart. But all through God was faithful in providing for them, in protecting them as well. And likewise we remember the ministry of our Lord Jesus who is the good shepherd of our souls and he not only brings us into the salvation experience but he carries us through the wilderness journeys of our life through the various troubled and difficult times in our life he is ever present with us and he continues to nourish us and cherish us thankfully the wilderness experience does not last forever by the grace of god by the mercy of god the nation of israel was brought to the land of canaan which god had planned as an inheritance for them and he now transforms himself into that of a conqueror he is no not only a shepherd he is not only a deliverer he is not only a creator he is also the conqueror who goes before the nation of israel he goes along with them into the land of canaan and he helps the nation of israel to dispossess the entire land all the other gentile nations that were living in that land were dispossessed by the power of god were defeated by the power of god and he is the conqueror who gives them the promised land we see as 40 years came to a close the moses uh, led the people into the banks of uh, jordan and we see that uh, under the guidance of joshua they went ahead and started conquering the army but it was not the might of the Israelite army that conquered the nations for them. It was the hand of God that worked supernaturally and powerfully on their behalf that helped them to conquer all the enemy and claim the land. The land belonged to the Lord. He gave it to Israel as their inheritance and they would enjoy the blessings of the land and the favor of God as long as they obeyed God and obeyed his covenant. And we also likewise, we understand the strong deliverance that we have received from sin. We understand that God is the one who carries us through the wilderness journey of life. And he also gives us the eternal inheritance. Every child of God give, is given the inheritance because God has made that conquest for us. On the cross at Calvary, Jesus Christ was the victor. And through him, we have received that eternal inheritance. Verses 17 to 22 of the Sam remembers the Lord as a conqueror and a victor who overthrew the mighty kings. He gave the land as an inheritance to the nation of Israel and because of that the people of God praise him and thank him for the great inheritance that he has given. When we look at the nation of Israel, we realize that they were not faithful to the covenant that they had made with God. And as a result of that, they suffered various judgments. And we see that they were even taken away into exile. And in verses 23 to 25 of this psalm, we understand the failure that Israel had to serve God. And the Lord brought the nations uh, into the land to punish them. We understand this through the book of Judges. Every time the nation would turn to idols and what will happen is the Lord would chasten them as he said he would, as he warned them that he would. And we also see that the situation became very difficult for them and people would become repentant. They genuinely would cry out for mercy. The Lord would remember them. Then again he would uh, bring forth a judge, a person who through whom he will act and he will actually rescue the nation. And this cycle seemed to be continuing very many times. In this section of the psalm, verses 23 to 26, we understand the compassion of our God. That God is a deliverer who remembers the nation of Israel in the lowest state because his steadfast love is enduring forever. 
and he rescues the nation of Israel from the enemies to whom he himself had given them. That is the main thing that we understand. God is not a person who tolerates evil and sin. He is a person who judges that. He is a person who chastens the nation of Israel as his dearly beloved son. But the chastening is for the good of Israel because that evil is removed from the nation. And God at the right time, he rescues the nation from the enemies. And because of that, the whole nation cries out to God and says, Thank you, Lord, for your love and your steadfast love and your faithfulness is enduring forever. Through this beautiful psalm, dearly beloved, we understand the love that God has for each one of us. In the fact that he is a creator God, the response of the people of God is to thank him and praise him for his steadfast love. For he is the God who created all these things. He is the one who is beautifully sustaining us through his creation. And we see that he is not just a creator, but he is also a redeemer who at the right time, he comes and rescues us and destroys the power of the enemy. He is the one who redeems us. And he is the one who carries us through the wilderness dangers, through the various dangerous situations in our life. He carries us like a shepherd, like how he carried the nation of Israel through the Red Sea and through the wilderness. Not only that, he graciously brings us into the promised land. He graciously brings us into the place of our inheritance and he gives that land to us. An eternal inheritance is given to us, the people of God who are brought by the blood of Jesus. And we see that at the times that we have been unfaithful and that we have fallen away, God may chasten us, but he at the right time also intervenes and destroys the power of the enemy. And he is a deliverer who brings us back unto himself. And for all these reasons, the fitting response for the church of God, for the people of God, is to give thanks to the God of heaven because his steadfast love endures forever. May the good Lord bless us through the meditation of these scriptures.